This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip, then you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about the tangents as it is about the tips. I'm your host, Meg Batoon. Right up top, we're heading to Chicago. Uh-oh. For HeadGum Live on June 15. Mark your calendars and bullet journals because we sold out the smaller room and we got a bigger venue. So get your tickets this time because that's it. How do you get the tickets? Great question. The link is in the podcast Instagram at Just a Tip Podcast. If you don't have Instagram, what? Also, Google it, which is my advice for everything, except for uh, Googling symptoms of truly anything. I have been down the rabbit hole far too many times. And I may have cancer, but I don't think I do until I open Google, which is every day. Okay, this week, this week I urban dictionaried the meaning of a blue butterfly to see if a guy was flirting with me. So that's why I have a new friend here to help me help you that probably has a better idea about texting people. Greta Teitelman. Hi. What do you think about the blue dictionary? The blue dictionary? The blue butterfly. Do you think that uh, the guy likes me or no? Um, yeah, that's like flirty to me. Any emoji or the blue butterfly emoji? The blue butterfly is flirty to me. Is it? I think that's flirting. In what ways? Because butterflies are flirty. Is that right? Yes, it's a flirty creature, I think. (laughs) They're like floaty and flirty and pretty and cute. But like, hold on. What was the context of the blue butterfly? I'm nervous to go back into my DMs because I... I'm like sweating right now, imagining reading like my flirting back. I almost want to throw up. Um, are you, do you, do guys hit you up on the DM? Is that like your way of dating? I think that's, yeah. Because I think a lot of people are using Instagram as a dating tool, yeah. which I'm all for. I think it's actually like one of the best online dating tools you can use. 100%. I'm um, off of all of the dating sites now, but Instagram You're off of all of them? Off of them. Were they bad for you? Yes. Well, How thing, so? So, Raya, the yeah, one, if you're I not was familiar, on Raya. Everyone. And, but everyone's on Raya, but nobody talks to you. So, You like, know, Raya is just an app filled with guys in hats. It's like <laughs> a fashion hat all the time. And it's like, I don't care. I, I don't, don't care. want to see you on a motorcycle. I, I don't want to know that you're a fucking photographer. Like, unless, don't call, unless you're making money yeah. taking photographs, do not call yourself a photographer. Don't call yourself a creative director. I'm just not fucking interested. It's really annoying to me. There's no bios on and Raya. So, yeah, and it's like just a song photos. and like so much facial hair. Lots. It's just, it's like, it's annoying. And the thing is, even if you match with people on Raya, they don't talk to you. I know. But now, because my sister was on it for a while, I was on it in the very beginning. I was okay. on it in very, very early years ago. Wow, nice. Yes. I mean, it, it took was me like, years to get onto it. 
Which is also like now bullshit. You know, it's like whatever. Long story short, now they put time limits on people, which you'd think would incentivize people to talk to you, but it doesn't. I manage my sister's dating apps for her because she hates it. Yeah. Has it gone well for her? I mean, for me, <laughs> because I'm the one talking to these yeah, people. Yeah. Like, has she ever gotten one via you? Like, have you know you... what's fucking bullshit? Let me hear it. This guy um, matched. I like how to say we matched. No, he matched with my sister. <laughs> and then. He matched with your family. And then he was like, he was like, you seem cool. Let's just like fuck all of this and get a drink, which I really like. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Let's just get to meeting each other because mm-hmm. like, I'm not here to chat. And neither yeah. is my sister. My sister's so busy that, like, <laughs> I'm your job. My you know? Like- and, um, and then they made plans. So then he got my sister's number. And then they made plans to get a drink. Yeah. And then my sister texted him. They're going to get a drink on, like, a Thursday. My sister texted him on Wednesday night saying, hey, are we still on for tomorrow night? He said yes. And then he just never no. said anything on Thursday. Oh. so uh, Oh, like, not a time and not a place. He just Nope. Would- he just vanished into thin air. Isn't oh, that I bullshit? I hate that. Me too. It's so have you found anybody else after that? Or she's like, I'm done with this. They're all just like, I don't know. You know, my sister and I are East Coast girls. We're East Coasters. Fun. And like the West Coast guy vibe is just like a very different animal. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with like... These surfers living in Venice, you know, I don't know what it means. I don't know how to interact with it. They're too cool for dating apps, but they also like are not gentlemen. Like I'm also from Florida, so East East Coast South, but I'm like, I need a Southern gentleman. I I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was like, I think like you're very old school in the terms of being chivalrous and like Like, you want to be courted. Yeah. You want to be pursued and courted. Right. Which I think is something I was having this conversation with my other friend who's out in the field, the dating field. (laughs) And I think that like being courted now Mm -hmm. is just like a different ball game. Yeah, which I hate. Well, I think there's a lot of boundaries that men need to abide by that are becoming much more culturally relevant and aware. Yeah. And that's a great thing. But like, I don't know. I think that, and I I feel the same way. It's like, of course I want a guy to text me. Of course I want this and that. But at the same time, Men have emotions, too. And men— (laughs) I keep forgetting that part. Like, men want to be wanted, too. Right. I'm not saying that, you know, we should chase these people down. But I also think that, like, men aren't mind readers as much as we want them to be. And, like, if you like a guy, I think just being like, hey, what's up? I like you. Let's hang out. Yeah. Yes. Agree. And that part— I've got down. Yeah. The part that's not okay is it just like the opening of the doors and just the kind of like the if jacket not thing. opening the door for you, that's like bullshit. I think it's like, oh, get, get the door for me. Open the door. Some people are okay. Have you did you watch that um Netflix movie, The Perfect Date or whatever with that Noah Centineo? Yeah. He's in every movie now. He's in every movie, but like he can get it. I've met him in real life. And honestly, <laughs> yeah. I would fuck the shit out of him. He is so hot. Like I didn't get the he, hype. Yeah. And then I got it and I was like Yeah. And I was like, I'm down. 
But yeah. whatever. That's neither here I'm nor look, there. I'm just looking at pictures of him now. Yeah, he's hot and definitely down to fuck him. But also, I'm attracted. Years, I'm attracted to his movie persona. Mm. And sometimes it does this thing where it's like, is that his real persona? Because he kind of plays the same character in every right. movie. Very similar to like Freddie Prince Jr. Uh-huh. How Freddie Prince Jr. played the same character in every movie. Yeah. But turns out, I think Freddie Prince is just a Freddie Prince in movies, which is why I love him and why he too can get it. Yeah. But <laughs> this is. Why everyone can get it. Point is, in the perfect date, yeah. Noah Centenia, whatever, uh-huh. bless you, opens the door yeah. for the girl, the main girl, and she is on some. I can get my own door. Oh, Thank no. you. This is backwards. This is this is why. Listen, I get it, and I get us culturally shifting into a really good place and like equality for sure, but also open my door. Like, sure. Here's the thing. Open the door first, and if the girl says, I can get my own door, oh, now we know. But the opening of the door should be base level. No, for me, it's like, let's get paid the same, and then you can work for me <laughs> as my boyfriend. <laughs> you will always open the door. You will always buy me flowers. You will always buy me dinner. <laughs> right. Like I, I mean, not always, but not always. Like, there needs well, we'll to be treat a, it. Yeah. I also, like, you can keep the flowers as long as you give me your shirt. I was no, on a I'm date on some the give me day. fresh flowers. Give me the flowers, but also give me your flannel. I'm like, okay, so I, my type is like comedy writer boys. Who I was always say, I got a, a lot of from give me your flannel. <laughs> that was all I needed to know I'm about your dating. type. Comedians this or is your lumberjacks. Problem. Do yourself a favor and <sighs> stop being attracted to that. Yeah, it's. Probably it's bad. Wrong. It's, it's bleak. It is. It really is. You end and up it's fucking weary. some guy li- like on a mattress on a floor, <laughs> and, and they're like the min- living way. with like seven roommates. You know what I mean? <sighs> I know, but it's like if you can't make me laugh, then I'm not gonna want to see you again. I think that people, you'd be surprised who can make you laugh. True. That you is know? true. Going Unless, back to the flannel part, I am gonna need it. Do you it's, like it cold? It does get cold. And here's the thing. Yes, I probably shouldn't have said, no, it's okay, when he offered me the first time. But still, put it on me. When I say, no, it's okay, offer it to me a second time. (laughs) And then when I say, I really don't want it, put it on me. No, but then we're, now see, now we're reversing consent. I know. Oh, no. I know. Okay, this is a slippery slope. We need to just say that when he offers you the flannel and if you're cold, you need to say yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Step into my power. Exactly. <laughs> you need to not shy away from what you want. Ask for what you want. That's right. Okay. I think in all relationships, the best success comes from asking for what you want. Yeah. Do you want a boyfriend? I don't think so. Yeah, so then just like, who cares? <laughs> but I would love a jacket on a date. And that's fair, and you deserve that. And I'll say that next time. Yeah, you should go on a date, and if it's cold and someone doesn't offer them, if you're noticeably cold yeah. and your date isn't offering you their outerwear, if they have outerwear on, <laughs> um, you should say to them, you know, I'm cold and it's actually really rude that you're not offering oh me your coat. God. I would say that. Why not? It's actually really rude. It's actually really rude. And I actually think that you're really fucked up because you're not offering me your coat. And for that, we're not going out again. He likes you even more because of it. Exactly. He has a huge boner because you're talking down to him. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's our tips on dating. No, those are all mean <laughs> tips. Be nice to everyone you go on dates with I unless they're like, dicks. I, I do like asking for what you want, and that's something I don't ever do. No, that's like a real dating tip. Yeah, you for must sure. ask for what you want. Yeah. And also another dating tip I would give, because I dated a lot of people, I will say. Yeah. Um no one ever knows how you're feeling. Yeah. That makes sense. Even without dating, just relationships in general. And friendships. Yeah. yeah. Like, as a whole, we get annoyed that people, you know, don't know what we want or didn't live up to, like, an expectation that we have. But it's impossible right. for them to do that when we're not telling them what that is. Yeah. And it's like, then you're just setting yourself up to be disappointed. So 100%. I think that, like, saying how you feel. Like, if you really like someone— don't play games with them and just, like, tell them how you feel. Mm-hmm. And and also, like, text back. That's my thing. Text back. Yeah, it's just— Just text back. I don't—I hate it when friends of mine get texts from people that they're interested in. Yeah. From people that they want to continue seeing. And, and they timer? get a text, and they're like, oh, my God, he texted me. And then they, like, put it on ice right. for, like, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they get upset when they get put on ice. And I'm just like, listen, you want to have a good text flow with this person? Respond to their fucking messages. Yeah. And like, be available. That's, I have been on both sides of it, of like getting texted by someone so much and it's being really good text banter, but then in person, dud. And then the reverse yeah. of like, someone never texting me back, but then when I see them in person, it's like see fireworks. that's confusing yeah. like and i think if you're in the situation it sucks when you have a really good text vibe with someone yes. and then in person vibe you're like what happened yep. i think a that's lot of a people writer. <laughs> well i think a lot of people feel protected by the phone yeah and they feel like they can be more vulnerable when they're not in person right it's like online bullies like yeah. the people that tell you psycho shit online if they saw you in person they would never say to you you're a fucking dumb bitch and you yeah. should go die you know but like they feel confident saying that to you through the phone it's the same thing with nice things right um it sucks when you like a guy in person and then they like fall off on the text afterward yeah because then you're kind of left being like did you like me 100 percent do you think about me? And that's when I would say, I would send the message being like, hey, I really like you. And like, I'm just getting kind of mixed messages. Right. And like, what's up? And then you can talk about it. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes the next one that happens. Yeah. I mean, guys are also dumb. Like, not to be. And girls, too. We're, we're all the worst. Women, Speaking I of think. the worst. Yes. My podcast. That's right. You may know Greta from hosting the worst, but I also found something on the internet that I wanted to bring up and ask you. What? I found that you deeply identify with Meredith from The Parent Trap. Oh my God, yes. Is that it? <laughs> oh was yes. that on my Twitter? I honestly don't remember where I found it. Oh, yes. But why? Oh, just because, like, I love a villain <laughs> and she is kind of like a villain and. I just, like, I, I feel her. Like, I, I feel her vibe She's with wanting to, like, impress Dennis Quay, being like, yeah, I'll go camping, and then, like, going on the camping trip and, like, hating every second of yeah. it. 
I love what she wears. I love that she threatens, like, you know, 12-year-old right. girls to Jeez. send them to boarding school. I just, I, I love her, and I love her struggle. And honestly, I think that, like, if she was just a little bit more vulnerable, yeah. she probably could have been in a more successful relationship with Dennis Quaid. <laughs> but I just, like, I don't know. But at the same time, I love that she just was, like, there to get what she wanted, yeah. you know? And she was, like— she was just like, I'm going to be a ruthless fucking bitch yeah. and get what I want. She was 26 in that movie. I know. I mean, not, but her character was 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, which is so young. Like, insane. But to I be in that position. That. <laughs> yeah, like, to be 26 that. years old and then to look at the Lindsay Lohans <laughs> and be like, but when the second I say I do, the two of you are getting shipped away to boarding school in Switzerland or whatever she says. Oh, my gosh. And then Dennis Quaid, you know, this is what makes men be dumb generally. Mm-hmm. That, like, suddenly there weren't red flags along the way of, like, because my dad, like, you know, my dad has a— I have a stepmom and like I just see this in behavior of like grown ass men Mm -hmm. like it would make sense that the twins Dennis Quaid didn't introduce the fiance to the children I'm just like yeah this guy's an idiot and then suddenly he's like oh wait like you're asking me to choose between my daughters and you like it's my girls and then Meredith is left fucked over see I don't play that (laughs) You know, he didn't prioritize the meeting of the Lindsay Lohan and what's her face. Yeah, it happens a lot in movies with divorce, which also like was very world shaking for me as a young person of divorce. Uh, Sounds like I've been divorced. I my parents got divorced and I remember like watching Nick at night and being offended that Mm -hmm. they like even brought up that subject. How old were you when they got divorced? Seven. Oh, young. Yeah. Do you even remember what your life was like with them together? No. Oh, my God. Is that when years happened? No. My parents got divorced when I was 21. Whoa. So you know everything. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what's better, honestly. Neither do I. Because my fiance's parents got divorced when he was 18. Okay. And we kind of, like, went through a similar thing where it was, like— you're kind of old enough and at an age to, like, understand relationships and relationship dynamics, and you can kind of identify what went wrong in your parents' marriage, mm-hmm. which is kind of shitty, you know? Because then it's like, oh, you guys are just humans in, like, a weird human relationship, or when you're, like, a kid. Yeah. I don't know, but then when you're seven, you have—did your parents hate—do you, do they hate each other? No. We now have— uh, like Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners where everyone can be together. Like my That's mom, great. my stepdad, my dad. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It was not always like that. Sure. But it's like, I can't I can't really remember. It's either I compartmentalized something so hard or I just had a terrible memory. But I'm sure yeah. it's the first one. No, I, it, I mean, we all like trauma block things, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So I'm sure that when all that was going on when you were seven years old, your body was just like, and we're not going to remember this because I this is stressful. I could not tell you one memory. Yeah, that's like very normal. For me, it was just, I knew my parents hated each other. Like I knew my parents had a really problematic marriage. Yeah. I honestly, I wish that they got divorced when I was a child mm. just because then I think— you know, my mom unfortunately uh, died, was dying while my, they were divorcing, oh, which was God. like a really dark, terrible 
thing, obviously. And I just kind of wish that they divorced when I was younger so that my mom had, like, had the opportunity to, like, fall in love with someone again. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, I'm so sorry. You know, it happens. Unfortunately, we all die. Yeah. Which is shitty, but— yeah, it was really hard. It was very hard to have my parents divorce and lose my mother in the same. It happened in like a nine month time span. Oh my god, how old were you? I was twenty one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Jeez. S- yeah, my mom died a month before I turned twenty two. Oh my god. Yeah. How old are you now? Twenty nine. Oh, cool. I'm twenty eight. <laughs> not that it go. matters at all. No, but yeah. But <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. There you go. When's your birthday? March 29th. We're Aries. Stop. Yeah. Do you think that when people say, like, when they're like, oh, you're an Aries, that they're judging you? I feel like some people don't like Aries. Well, I think that, like, first of all, I think that a lot of people don't like a lot of signs. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, I think Aries, as if, if you're a person that's, like, into astrology, I think, like, we're the baby of the Zodiac. We're, like, the babies of the Zodiac, and we're, like very stubborn and leaders and loud and like you know yeah we're a fire sign but same thing with leos you know what i mean do you find yourself having a lot of leos around you Uh, i have a fair amount of leos around me i have a lot of gemini's around me when is that uh it's this it's may and june Mm. so it's taurus and then gemini Wow. I know nothing. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of Geminis around me and I have it in my chart. Yeah. I have Gemini and Aquarius and I'm an Aries sun. Uh I'm an Aquarius moon and I'm a Gemini rising. Wow. I don't even know what I am at all. We can look up your chart right now. Oh my God. Okay, I actually have that CoStar app, but I never have really used it. Sometimes I just like to, to I like to test the app and go like, okay, I'm gonna read it at night and see if it was true about my day. <laughs> I know the CoStar app I need to set up, but wait, we can look up your chart. Hold on, my chart. Okay, so I guess uh, my sun is in Aries. Oh, you're looking it up right now. You have it there. Yeah, my moon is in Libra. Okay, I love that. I'm a Cancer rising. I love that. I'm a Aries and Mercury. Does this mean anything? So yes, it all means something. I don't, I can't, I don't know chart reading enough to tell you what like the Mercury and all the houses mean and like where your Saturn is. But you know you're in your Saturn return right now. I know. Okay. Oh my God. And you are too. Yes, I'm a little bit further Along because the year that we are apart, yeah, is like in. They say you stay in your Saturn return for like three years. Yeah, I think twenty twenty eight to thirty or twenty seven to thirty ish. So right. I think I pray to God that mine is coming <laughs> to a close. Yeah. So like my twenty eighth year of life uh-huh. was filled with like. A lot of highs and a lot of lows. Right. Personally. And, you know, I think we can take, like, everything with a grain of salt because, like, is there God? I don't know. Is there—we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. We know nothing. (laughs) Other than the fact that we're just, like, in this room together right now. Right. Um, But I do believe in—I do believe that, like, we are all energy. And I do believe that we are— 
like literal, this is going to sound really like loony LA of me, but like <laughs> we are like little stardusts, you know what I mean? Because we're all just like composites of the elements. Yeah. So I think that we are all linked and I think that the Saturn return concept is very real. Totally. And I think that like a lot of people struggle at this time in their life. I think a lot of people learn a lot of things but in this time of their life. I also think that generally we just like kind of grow into our more fully realized selves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my 28th year was really hard. I think this is the worst year of my life. <laughs> it's really hard. It's everything. I mean, if you don't know what a Saturn return is, essentially it's the Saturn returns back into the place it was when you were born. So the whole time in between zero to 27 to 30, you're kind of like getting your cards shuffled again into what you should be, into right. like the hand you should have. Well, you become like a fully realized version of the person you're supposed to be. Right. It's like you're in an oven for 28 to 30 oh years and then you'll be done baking and then you'll be ready for stuff. <laughs> yeah, ready for stuff. There is a, like, even if you don't believe in a Saturn return, you know, I talked to my f- old friends that are older than me, and all of them have spoken about this tremendous relief that they felt once mm. they turned 30. Yeah. And I can't help but think that that is related to a Saturn return of sorts, you yeah. know? Because it's like, if everyone is feeling that kind of relief, there has to be something there, totally. you know? It's like not just specific to one person. I don't know. I like hate getting physically old. Yeah, um, but uh-huh. I love getting mentally old. Same. I guess I'm a little scared about 30 because it's like it now that I know that Saturn return is like okay, this is like your kind of finish line even though you have like a second Saturn return when you're 60, I guess, or something like it's that. Like the yeah. same thing. But I'm like I feel like I didn't live my 20s as fully. Like I was so career oriented that I didn't really have Wild times. But, like, let me tell you something. Tell I was me. Like, I was, like, blacked out for the first, like, from when I was, like, 18 to 25. Just, like, yeah. drinking, getting fucked up. I, I, For anyone listening, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem when I say this. <laughs> I just, like, partied. Mom. I just partied very hard. Yeah. My problem was not partying enough. And, you know, I wish... I wish that I did. Sometimes I'm like, why did I do that? And why didn't I just focus on? Nah. I mean, you. it's always, the grass is always greener. Totally. So it's like, sometimes I look at my friends that are 25 years old and slaying. Yeah. And I'm like, God, if I just did that when I was fucking, if I started doing what I'm doing now when I was 20. I know. Where would I be? But, you know, when I was 20, I was also like figuring myself out and... Part of that was having experiences that I'm happy that I had. Totally. I always think grass is greener. And then I said that to somebody the other day, and then they were like, the grass is greener where you water it. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Okay, person. (laughs) I I would have looked at him and been like, okay, bitch. Like, or the grass is just always greener. Okay. Let's go with that one. I've been watering a lot of grass my whole (laughs) life. So let's relax. But you know what? When now look at where you are, like all of your hard work has paid mm-hmm. off to something. And if you want to go and like party and like be crazy, like go to Ibiza for a week. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? There are ways of doing it that don't involve like I gained 40 pounds my freshman year of college right. from like funneling 
Natty Light and like I have eating never done a keg stand burritos. Well, we can change that for you <laughs> today. I think I'm gonna have a barbecue at my house tomorrow, and I might get a keg. Oh and you God. are welcome to come over, and we can keg stand you. It is truly something I think everyone should do in their life. Yeah, mostly because it's terrible, and you get a good picture out of it. And life is could terrible. you put that though on your page? That's like not your brand. I would but like. We could do like a choreographed brand. dance and into, into a keg stand. <laughs> you know? So we get best of both worlds. Did you have a birthday party this year? I did, and it was super fun, but super low key. I, just I had- didn't have a birthday party this year for the first time ever in my life. How did it feel? Uh, fine. Oh, yeah? Well, because I'm getting married in a year. So good. So I'm kind of, okay, so by the time I get, when I get married, I'll be 30. It'll be right after my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, I just want the party that I would have had for my 29th birthday, I just want it to be combined with like next year. I want yeah. everyone to just save that energy. Yeah, you accumulate your birthday. For next year <laughs> so that everyone's down to like really party then. Yeah. And it's a crude celebration. Yeah. I have never actually shotgunned. It's funny because you're drinking a LaCroix. The only thing I've ever shotgunned is a LaCroix. That's very because- sad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was an unintentional shotgun because it fell off my counter and it mm. punctured in the side. That doesn't started count. spinning. Well, it was still shotgun. I and I have, shotgunned it. I should just have a frat party at my house, and then you should come, or you can be a part of a plot. My friend and I have. I love plotting. Which is so. I did my freshman year of college at the University of Arizona, which mm. is a psycho town party school. Sure. I very quickly transferred to school in New York City, which was like the complete opposite of that. But um, I met one of my best friends there and we always talk about going to like USC or something and just like and like crashing like a frat party Mm -hmm. and just like seeing what would happen. Like if they would even like notice like a 21 Jump Street style, Uh like going in there. Um, And I think that we should do that. And if you want to (laughs) come. I think that we should. And the thing is, though. Like, we feel like we look really young, but then I feel like if we went into one of those parties, we would look, like, old or something. But I also—I was having this conversation with my friend yesterday, actually. Um, (laughs) This is crazy that, like, this is what I'm talking about these days, but um, it's crazy, like— maybe we would go into the party and then everyone would think we were, like, hot and cool. Oh, <laughs> you know? like older cougars. Yeah, exactly. Like, whoa, look at these like hot, cool people. But I also think people would think I was pathetic. I did a, I did a show at USC. I'm a comic for yeah. people wondering what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> I did a show at USC and I was looking out at the crowd and I really was like, I feel fucking old. Dude. Even though I'm same. not old. I know. But I was looking at it and I was like talking about when I was in college. I know. Oh. And I was just like, this is weird. I did that. I was on a panel the other day at CSUN and I was just like, and I also like dropped out of college to do entertainment. So it's like, I can't believe I, I'm giving advice. Where did you go to college? This place called Flagler that nobody knows about. It's in St. Augustine. Hmm. Um, Florida. It's a private art school. My friend's mom lives in St. Augustine. It's supposed to be beautiful there. Supposed to be. It's not. <laughs> Well, Florida's tough. One of my best friends is from Tampa. mm -hmm. Um, And Florida's a tough spot. It's also just like, 
it's there's good parts about it, but I think like the media, it's just like the butt of the joke. Like, well, weird because like Florida's some the crazy of, shit always happens always. in Florida because like it's where people go to die, and it's also where people <laughs> go to like not be found. You know what I yeah. mean? So I'm scared. I like Florida. I'm into Florida. I'm into Florida culture. Florida I'm into culture. Florida people. I have a friend who I I used to always use Splenda because I liked it. It's a very Florida like artificial oh sweetener is. Florida. And he goes, I, I put it in a coffee and we were at breakfast and he was like, your Florida is showing. And I was like, oh my God, is it really that intense? I think that if you were using like sweet and low, I would be like, so, yeah, your sweet Florida and low is, is showing. Splenda is like. It's fine. Yeah, I, mean, I don't Splenda's use it fine. anymore because I'm getting ridiculed out here. Well, everyone is like, it's crazy how it's embarrassing to use Splenda now. Yeah. Well, even Truvia, like, is that bad now? What about Stevia? Isn't that, like, the same thing? I have no idea. I don't use any of it because I'm scared that everyone's going to think that I'm fucking soft. <laughs> From Florida? Or just, like, that I <laughs> that I suck or something. That I always suck. think, like, when people drink black coffee, I'm always just like, what are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove? Why are you, like, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, fiance, boyfriend, whatever, he drinks <laughs> black coffee, and I'm always just like, why? Right. Why it doesn't have to be this way? And then he's like, "Taste this. It tastes so good." And I'm Ew. like, "I I drink coffee as a vehicle to drink vanilla flavored almond milk." Right. And I to get away it, with it. I've, if I could have it my way, my coffee would taste like melted Haagen Dazs coffee ice cream. Yummo. You know? Yes, I think that's but again, the right way to drink. I coffee. feel too much shame in putting sweetener in my coffee, so it's like. I'm just living in this really fucked up life <laughs> and no one understands me. I, I surely don't because the only time that I've ever been uh, accosted so much is fuck, oh, sorry. over I'm Splendas. Just, I'm just imagining myself in a very lonely place shotgunning that LaCroix and being like, I finally did it. Did you do it, it alone? Yeah. No, no, no. We need to. Do you have beer here? I feel oh like there God. would be beer downstairs. We should def take a video def and of you shotgunning. I think it'd be good for your brand. I would be growing as a person. I, you know, I think as a 28 year old, you should shotgun. You should be able. Do you want to have kids one day? Yeah, but I don't think I can because I pass out every time I get my blood taken. Even when I was like understanding the procedure of getting my wisdom teeth taken out, I fainted and had a small seizure. Wow. Crazy, right? Like I woke up How and do I you have, have all a these. small seizure? Well, I, I was not a, awake for it, but they it were was just, just like, like. I think I like jolted a bit. <laughs> Wait, that's very interesting. You have yeah. a fear of blood? I think there's like a term for it. and I But haven't... you have tattoos. I do. It's different. Like I'm really queasy right now. I feel like I'm becoming a part of this leather couch. Like I feel like I am sinking into the ether in a bad way. R my right heart now? rate is hella high. Why? <laughs> this because we're talking be my last podcast. Because we're talking about this? Yes. Okay, well. Let's talk about you. No, no, no. Really quickly. <laughs> I think that childbirth is something... Something happens chemically in our brains mm -hmm. where, like, you wouldn't think about that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I think, like, look, does any, I just got my blood drawn today. Does anybody How? like it? I have lupus, so I need to get this shit done all the time. Oh so, like, God. I'm very used to getting blood work done. And blood work has never bothered me. Only when people, like, fuck up, like, stick, like, don't, oh my God, you know? I'm going to throw up. Okay, no, no, no. I don't want to, oh, oh my God, God. we're, we're my breaking the computer. On the ground. My heart fell out of my chest. And okay, now we're not going to talk about it. But my point is, I think that if you were to get pregnant, your body would be 
able to deal with it in a way where you like that wouldn't happen to you. That's true. Like if you it's the same thing if you have to pee right before you're on stage. I think the adrenaline cuts off the fact that you right. might have to pee and then you're chill. Right. I think your body would be like, we have a baby inside of us. Mm-hmm. Let's like be good and let's like calm down. Yeah. Also, maybe if you one day were to have a baby, maybe it would reverse your fear. Maybe <gasps> you would then not have a fear of that stuff anymore. I can only imagine the amount of blood coming from my vagina and I'm grossed out. <laughs> I have um, a fear of small holes. Oh, what's that one called again? Tryptophobia, I think. It's really, I did, so someone was like fucking with me about it. And I was like, that's not a real phobia. And then there are like tests that you can take online to see if you have it. And then I immediately realized I have it. Like, oh, like the way that you feel about blood. Like now that I'm thinking about it in my brain, it's like making me go crazy. Okay, we're going to take a break because I need so much water and honestly a nap, uh, maybe to go to the hospital. But we will be right back after this. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Remember that thing I said in the beginning about coming to Chicago for the first live show June 15th? I wasn't lying, so get a ticket right now at Just a Tip podcast on Instagram. I still don't know it. It's my new Finsta and I'm getting used to it. So go over there and grab a ticket and come uh, debate with me about deep dish pizza because I heard one is better than the other, but I don't know anything about it. Greta, Mm -hmm. before we get into act two, before we do anything, you just said you had tryptophobia. And yeah, I want to, I want to like make sure that that's the correct term. So the fear of small holes and you had an image in your head. I want to show you an image before we, before we. Yeah, it is. It's tripophobia. Tripophobia. Yeah! No, I'm looking at it. I Here's can't. a picture that might save you from that. It's just oh my God. Noah Centennia. He's so hot. He I'm, looks like an ex-boyfriend of mine, kind of. Wow. Where is he now? That Dating I, somebody else. Is he a dick? <laughs> no. You just don't want to talk shit on your pod about him. <laughs> There's truly, I've learned a lot. He's learned a lot. We're all happy. Whatever. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
Bye, Noah Sintian Yanya wannabe. Boy, bye. I bet you could get Noah Sintian, whatever his name is, on your pod. And I'm going to start that campaign for you for me. right now. A GoFundMe. If you for guys want to hear Noah Sintian <laughs> Yaho on this podcast, start aggressively Instagramming at him and he'll do it. I bet you. And he'll do it. The power of the internet. I'm not kidding you. It is. The best. Yeah. And the worst at the same time. Well, actually, I think that maybe you should just start dating Noah Centinia. Okay, well, I guess I could put that on my to-do list. Yes. Yeah. He had other things to do, but I could probably clear it for Noah. I, like, I don't know if he, like, drinks or anything like that, but I think he, like, (laughs) blazes or something. So, I don't know. Maybe just, like, hang out with him. We can do our first keg stand together. Well, no, a bonding moment. But he doesn't drink, I don't think. Uh, he could drink. I don't know anything about him. I'm making up a personality for him. He's also like 22 years old. That was how old my older boyfriend was when I dated him. When you did, But that was like when you were also 22? Yeah. 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 It's fine. You could definitely like have sex with like a 22-year-old. <laughs> I'm old. This is what was, I I was walking around the other day and I got hit on by a guy that was like 40, maybe 40, 40 40-esque. And I was like, gross, this is trouble. Like you're going to get in trouble because I'm so young. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh no, I'm not. Like that's also just that's like the age group that should be dating me. No, it's not. Don't hit on me, 40-year-old man. <laughs> Go back to your wife and kids. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. No, truly. It's like if you are a single 40-something guy that has never been in a serious relationship and yeah. are out here hitting on me, no. <laughs> Here's one thing and one no. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Exactly. Okay, Greta, let's get a question. Okay. Here we go. This is from a person who I don't know how old they are. They usually write their ages. But here we go. This past year, I've lost a number of friends. It all started when one of my best friends accused me of sleeping with his girlfriend. Even though it wasn't true, many of our mutual friends started taking sides, and I ended up being kicked out of the friend group. Is it okay that I don't feel sad? I know that I could have fought harder to stay friends, but after everything, it just didn't seem worth it. Now I have to figure out how to make new friends as a 24-year-old man. Do you have any tips on how to find real friends and avoid fake ones? From Lone Wolf. Okay, hot. That's a hot sign-off. <laughs> From Lone Wolf. Okay, very hot. Mysterious. <laughs> okay, what's your number? Um, okay, here's a question. Did you sleep with the girl? Because he said he was accused, but he never said that he didn't do it. Mmm. You're right. So wondering about that. Accused me. Well, the word accused kind of insinuates that he didn't. Because it was it, he could have said it all started one of my when one of my best friends found out I slept with his girlfriend. Uh-oh, now we have drama. Yeah, but like Oh no, he said even though it wasn't true. He does. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Those people sound crazy if they're <laughs> accusing you of sleeping with someone even though it's not true like and what did the girlfriend also say it wasn't true that seems this the situ we're we're missing pieces of the puzzle here always clearly something else something has happened if you don't feel remorse or regret that's fine that means that you probably weren't supposed to be friends with those people anyway totally and in terms of like meeting new friends i would suggest like doing activities that interest you and meeting people that way. I don't know. That's always kind of 
helped me like being in a comedy community has always helped me. I'm sure you being in a dance community has mm-hmm. helped you. Like, I don't know if you're into like rock climbing or something. What Which do you guys every 24 year old man boarding? Like, I don't know. Maybe skateboarding. Maybe like start doing an activity and meeting people. Yeah, I feel like it's really hard to meet people out here. I guess in LA or anywhere, but being older when we're not forced to be in a situation. Like when I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine or The Office, all these people work work romances. But like when right. you're your own boss or you don't have a workspace to be in, how are you? How will you ever meet anybody? Well, then I, I do think it's about finding like smaller communities of people that have the same interests as you. Like yeah. the way that I made a majority of my I mean, I've made a lot of friends in my adult life just from being out and being social. But, like, a lot of my other friends came from when I started doing stand-up. And, like, I have so many friends from that community because it's a specific community of people with a specific interest. The same thing with dancing. The same thing with if you're into, like, pottery. I don't know. The same thing if you want to join, like, a softball league or something like that. There are so many ways of meeting people. Again, it comes down with just, like, wanting to be vulnerable and put yourself out there. Yeah. I love that he doesn't feel sad. I think Can you great. imagine not feeling sad? Well, I had a friend break up with someone, and I did not feel sad because I did not want to be their friend anymore. Yeah. Oh, same. I just meant sad in life in general. <laughs> oh, well, then great. I mean, if you're feeling good, like, doing your thing, then— Continue doing your thing. Yeah, that's exciting. That means you need to find better friends, which you will if you go to a skateboarding class. I wish they had yeah. a skateboarding class. One time I was gifted a skateboard and I wanted to learn how to wheel. What's it ollie? called? Ollie? Uh, no, not the, uh, the kickflip, uh-huh. which is an ollie with a twist. Yeah. And so I really wanted to learn how to do that. And they have these little things that you put on the skateboarding wheels that are like rubber stoppers uh-huh. so that you can really pop it up and flip it with your foot. I was going to do a video where I, like, learn how to do that in, like, two hours. And? Never did it. I think I lost the entire skateboard. (laughs) Well, bye. That's fine. Short-lived dreams. Yeah, I think, also, you should take a dance class. This 24-year-old man? Yeah. Agree. Men that can dance? Um, yeah. Very into that. (laughs) Very into that. Hoping. That's what I keep running into the issue when I date comedians is there's no rhythm. Like, I went to a concert with me. You must stop dating comedians. I don't think I can, Greta. Yes, I am one, and I am telling you, stop. Who am I going to date then? You are someone with a fucking 401k, (laughs) someone that has a retirement plan, someone that can give you good health insurance, someone, Mm. unless we are talking about people that are professionally employed as such. Yeah. This goes back to the Raya thing. Don't call yourself that unless you're making some fucking guap from the profesh. You know, I'm a baker. I'm not calling myself a baker. I like to bake as a passion. Sure. No one's coming and buying my cookies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay? Okay. So this this goes back to my point. Okay, fine. I will not— I can't promise you I won't date comedians, but I will take your I will take your advice and date a dentist. A- date someone that can like give you a nice life. <laughs> <laughs> I become like a, a mom in like the fifties. I love it. You How know? did you meet your fiance? Through our sisters went to college together. Oh, that's nice. And um, yeah, my I was happened to see his sister, and his sister was like, "You and my brother would be friends." Truly not like a romantic thing at all. Oh, nice. And then we met. And then we fell in love. 
Oh my God. Just like that. Just like that. Wow. Okay. Would you, were you guys best friends before you got in, involved? Nope. I see. We, um, we met. I had just ended a relationship. Ooh. He was like ending, or he was, I think, kind of, you know, dating around with people. Yeah. And then we both really liked each other. And then we were in a long distance relationship because I was in New York and he was out here. Oof. And then we got very lucky where we got to like see each other every two weeks because he happened to come to New York. I was coming back to LA. We were both in Mexico at the same time, which was random and weird. Um, mm -hmm. And then finally I was just like, I'm going to move to LA. I, if you could give one piece of advice for long distance relationships, would it be seeing each other every two weeks or would it be something else? Um, I don't think it would be seeing each other every two weeks because I think people's schedules are really hard. And I think that like, you know, it's really challenging to travel, especially if you're cross country or yeah. in other countries, it's really hard. I don't think, and I, this is just me, so mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I know people are very sensitive about this subject. I'm nervous. <laughs> I don't think long-distance relationships are sustainable. Yeah. Oh, I think everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Like, what you know, what I loved about being in a long-distance relationship was the time to miss each other. Yeah. And, like, that made me just, like, miss him. And, like, that longing is, like, such a special thing. I think that if you're in a long-distance relationship that seemingly has no end in sight, mm. you should kind of ask yourself, like, where is this going to go? Yeah. Because it is a lot of time. It is a lot of emotional time. And if you don't see it one day ending, like, one day ending where you guys can be in the same place. Totally. Then I would just, like, kind of ask yourself— what's up yeah save your time save your emotions like I was in a position where I could move here and I did it but I wouldn't I would not you know if I didn't have the option to like move here or if he wasn't in the position where he could have moved to New York I don't know if either of us would have been able to like do it yeah you know what I mean because then I would have just been like oh if we're never actually going to be living in the same city one day if we're never actually going to be able to be together one day then like what is the point of being in a long distance relationship yeah that sounds the worst. I would still take it because it's a relationship right now. Yeah, I'll I do. Think, it. I just think it's <laughs> okay. like, I just think you need to be able to be like realistic about 100%. when you'll be, it, when and if you'll be able to be together. It's like one thing if you're in a long distance relationship with someone and they're in, you know, getting a master's degree or they're in college, like in yeah. school and you're like, oh, we have f three years of this. And then when they're out, we'll be together. Like, cool. That's great. But like, if you're kind of both unwilling to move and both unwilling to change your mm -hmm. primary life then it's not going to work. A hundred percent. I love that. Here comes a section where I need your help mm -hmm. more than I already do. The next section is something we call tip jar. I don't have a jingle for this, so if you could graciously provide one. Okay. After I say the words tip jar, go for it. Okay, what, what, it's what a, kind of jingle? Any, anything you want. Could be a sound, could be a full-on masterpiece. I'm hoping it's a masterpiece. Oh, like a jingle for this segment yes. called Tip Jar. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? So when I say the words Tip Jar, then you will go at it. Okay. Here we go. And now for a segment called Tip Jar. Tip Jar. That's my jingle. That was so beautiful. You like that? I really do. I could 
in no way, shape, or form ever try and hold a note. Really? Oh, yeah. It slips through my hands I like I could sand. have gone, like, really, like, we could have gone more, like, gospel with it. Let's go gospel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even... We are like Mariah Carey. I'm trying Whoa, to think. very different from gospel, but I will still take it. If we could just been more like tip jar. That's really my Mariah Carey <laughs> tip jar would have been like. <laughs> yeah, tip jar would be like. <laughs> Everyone is crying out of their eyes like a Billie Eilish music video. Oh yes, <laughs> that music very uh, popular. Very popular. She's. There's an interview of her. It's a variety interview where they they ask the same questions one year apart. I saw that. Oh, my God. She has changed as a person. I think she's seen a lot of things. Well, it's, you know, all it takes is one thing to pop. And then that's it. That's so sad. But so great at the same time. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. This section is uh, when we take to our Instagram and people have submitted one or two word suggestions and we give one quick tip on it. Okay. Here we go. Do you have a quick tip on crushes? Yes, enjoy them. Enjoy them? Yes. What if, controversial question, what if you have a crush on somebody that's in a relationship? Move on. Yikes. Yeah. What if they are playing into it? Tell them to get their shit together. Love that. And either flirt with you for real or and break up with their person or to reinvest themselves in their relationship and to leave you alone. Love it. Yeah. Yes, asking for what you want. Yes. Okay, my tip on crushes is I like the enjoy it thing. I should take that tip for all of my life. Crushes are so fun. They really are. I have crushes on people all the time. Yeah. Like I have like I love crushing. It's the best. Why well, when is it you called have like crushing, because I feel like it's called crushing because that's how you feel sometimes. Yeah, well, when you have a crush, it's like I don't know. It's like someone your emotions get crushed, like yeah. crushed up or something. Not in crushed a bad way, up, but like it's a Vitamix like, blender. I don't know. When you have a real crush, like I have a crush. I don't know. When you have a crush on someone, it's like the best feeling in the world. It is. It's like it's pre infatuation, right? Like infatuation is like you're. In it, but that's when you're in a relationship, or I don't is it know. the same? Like, I have a crush, I still have a crush on my boyfriend. Oh my god, that's when I so like cute. think about him when we're apart, I like have a crush on him. Oh my god, you know, again, I'm crying. Well, for it's a, third a thing time that today. you feel like I don't know, sometimes uh, it's so corny and like so off brand for me, but like <laughs> sometimes like a song will play or I'll think about him and it'll make me feel like. Crushy inside, and I'm like, oh, I love him. You Do know? you guys have a song? No, but we have we have songs that remind each other of each other. That's really cute. Yeah, I have a really embarrassing song that reminds me of him, and he has songs that remind him of me. Genuine pony. I mean, I I do I do joke <laughs> that I will walk down the aisle to that song. Um, ooh, he likes he listens to a lot of country music. There are mm. a lot of like country songs that remind him of me. That's, oh, there's one country song that I think is one of the greatest. I think the main lyric is like, blue isn't your color. And it kind of sounds like nagging, but then it's like. What song is is that? uh, Blue ain't your color is all I'm. Keith Urban, blue ain't your color. It's Keith. Gotta love Keith. Keith. He says, because it sounds like offensive, but then he ends up saying uh, that like. You shouldn't look so down because you're so beautiful when you're happy. Aww. So blue in that 
Because blue looks good on the sky, looks good on that neon buzzing on the wall, but darling, it don't match your eyes. I'm going to read this whole entire song. Essentially, the very end says, you don't need that guy. It's so black and white. He's stealing your thunder. Baby blue ain't your color. There you go. Um, cute. This, I have a song. Do you know that, like, DJ Cashmere Cat? Yeah. They have this song, Miss You, that I used to listen to when we were long distance. And whenever I would hear it, it would make me really miss him. Oh, In a good yeah. way? <laughs> yeah, well, now I'm just looking at the lyrics because... <laughs> she starts crying. But I will say the chorus of the song is about fucking, so it's well, not sure. that romantic. The chorus <laughs> of the song is, can I hit it like that? <laughs> Like this, like that, uh-huh, you know. That's my favorite love ballad. <laughs> and that's what makes me think of my boyfriend. Incredible. Um, what's the other, what's another tip? The next section, or the suggestion, is finance. Do you have a quick tip on finance? Um, yeah, like, get a good, get a healthy line of credit, mm-hmm. I would say. Don't open up a bunch of credit cards. Do not, because canceling them is actually worse for your credit. Yeah, I would say, like, if you're starting out in the game, get one and, like, pay off your bill in full every month. Don't go into debt. It gets crazy. Interest rates are terrible. Um, Like, save your money for sure mm-hmm. and, like, have goals for yourself. But also, if you work really hard, uh, you should treat yourself to things. I think it's important to treat yourself to things that you want. I think it's really stupid if you are feeling financially stressed and then you go and spend your money on like a new fucking Supreme backpack or whatever yeah. the fuck, <laughs> like don't do it. Well, don't. Yeah. No. I also, Save your money. I don't understand that whole thing. Uh, I love spending money. I love buying it's shit. It's my favorite thing to do. Of course. But like I also love when I save money and then I got a really good tip from actually a woman that – wrote a book all on finance mm-hmm. where she breaks, she has like sub categories. She like opens up sub accounts in mm-hmm. her account for things like she'll put away money for, say she wanted to pay a new iPhone. She'll like a lot, $20 a month she'll put toward getting a new iPhone. Yeah. And then she'll have like a rainy day fund where like $20 a month she'll put toward that. And like she would kind of break down her finances in a way where it would like pool over time Mm -hmm. so then if there was a day that like she wanted to go and buy a fucking whatever it was she had that little pocket of money set aside to do so yeah I thought that that was really interesting I mean I'm not organized enough to do that that does sound like like a lot of work yeah it is good I mean if you're the kind of person that's really into like making lists and like being organized like that I think that that can really help with finances yeah um also like learn about taxes like I, I don't know. know I was talking to my sister about this there should be a class your senior year of yep. high school 100% where you're taught finance and taxes I don't get it I don't understand I owe money some years I don't know it's like crazy yep um and yeah I think that just like setting financial goals and like and being smart with your money is good investing money is good I don't I know I'm not invested in anything I'm so scared I don't know, I know what to do with it. Well, see, this is like it goes into my whole theory of we should all have a class on like finance because like my I don't I don't know the fucking stock market. I mm-hmm. don't know what any of that shit is, but I know you can make money from it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think generally speaking, just like pay off your credit card bill, don't spend money, don't spend money you don't have, and like also treat yourself to things if you work hard. Yeah. Know. 
I think um, a visual, my tip will be very, all of that. Uh, I'm just taking credit for everything you said. All of those are my tips. And also, I think having something visual too, like if maybe one of those things, like a rainy day fund or an iPhone thing, like having a jar and then uh, actually that's kind of like a lot of work to get cash. I do not carry cash at all. I like carrying cash because for some reason growing up, my mom instilled me with fear that if I didn't have cash, yeah. Something bad would like I would be in a bind where like I would right. just need cash. So I'd like to always have cash on me. Like how much? Like how much do you have on you right now? Um and let, also can I have it? Let me <laughs> see. I, I have I usually have 120 like tucked away somewhere that I could find it if I needed it. But like I never would pay for I something. I have a hundred and ten dollars. How in do you cash? have so much money right now? You know? We set goals for ourselves. <laughs> we set goals for ourselves, and we have a birthday that happened a few weeks ago. I would be like, I think I, my mom instilled fear that like I would always get robbed and shot. So like, and even like when I'm driving down the street, like if I see anyone be really mad at me or like take a picture of my license plate because I'm like driving. Do you badly, see that happen? Yes. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Really? With that? You're not going. They're not. They can't report you. What can they do? I mean, look, if you're driving really recklessly. Which I'm not. Yeah. I've seen, definitely, I've definitely called the cops when I've seen, like, drunk drivers on the road. yeah, yeah, yeah. People that are swerving and being crazy. I've called and I've been like, this person is clearly inebriated to some capacity or having, like, a heart attack and Mm -hmm. shouldn't be on the road. But you can't just, like, you're not a taxi cab. You can't just, like, place a complaint about how someone's driving. Right. It felt really weird, but like it kind of happens a lot, which makes me sound like a bad driver, which I'm not anymore. But I like every time they do that, do you ever do this? If, like, if you, this might be the weirdest thing I might say, but if you, if a cop is behind you mm-hmm. and you don't want them to like know that you're on your phone or anything like that and you, they might catch you doing it, you start to like close your eyes enough to like where they can't really see you. What do you mean? Is that insane? You shut your eyes while driving? <laughs> Like I'll be at like a a stoplight or I'll pretend to like squint my eyes so that they can't look in my rear view mirror to see my eyes. Oh, like you're. I have no idea why I do it. And now that I'm saying it, I'm like. It sounds crazy. uh And you should 100% not look at your phone while you're driving. I love how you're like, I'm a good driver now. But when I text and drive and a cop comes up, I shut my eyes while I'm driving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm Uh, blind to the reality that I'm a danger on the road. I got into a fender bender because I looked at a text and it scared the fuck out of me like I could have peed my pants it's also sneezing while driving is more dangerous well because your eyes close yeah I know that one's really sneezing while driving is more dangerous than texting it is (laughs) debate me Well, you know, texts happened way more often than sneezes depends on how allergic you are both very bad yeah I wouldn't say do either. Do not text and drive. Oh, I love that. I mean, I saw this woman literally driving with her forearms because mm. she was texting, looking at her phone, and she would have hit me yeah. had I not saw her. You know, had I not been so aware, she would have hit my car. Yeah. Ugh, people are crazy. It is bad. You shouldn't do that. I've gotten to a couple accidents, and some of them were from texting. Yes, this is what I'm saying. So I like that it. you said a couple. That's bad. I know. Listen, I was young once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this one's exciting because okay. you just got engaged. Yes. Do you have a tip on engagement rings? 
Um, yes, I would say if you should talk with your person about it mm. before they buy it. I think because just like a straight up conversation, like, "Hey, babe, this is what I what." Let's talk about it. Like, yeah. how do we open up that conversation? Um. Well, uh, okay. I kind I kind of think that if marriage is something that's like on the table for you in your relationship, you should probably have a conversation about it before you get engaged, just to make sure you're like kind of on the same page. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like a healthy conversation to have. I really like having like an open line of communication about it. Um, so yeah, I think that like you should have a conversation with your person about, you know, getting married and getting engaged. And yeah. then I think in that conversation, you should be like, well, if you are planning on buying me a ring, um, here's what I'm into. And then just like, you know, send some pictures. Right. You don't need to micromanage the situation. Yeah. But so like, like. If I feel like when I get married or engaged, I want, like, all my friends to be like, this is what it is. So I could still be surprised. Yeah, okay. See, that's one of my best friends is like that. And I got the memo. She said to me, (laughs) she was like, she was like, thank you for telling me this. I want to be surprised from here on out. No more talking. Sure. And I'm like, great. Um, For me, I just, like, I like to feel in control. Yeah. And, and... Feeling like he would have bought me a ring that I wouldn't know or wouldn't have had a say in. And then I would have had to wear it the rest of my life. Yeah. Would have given me a lot of anxiety. Totally. So I also wanted a really specific thing for my engagement ring. My engagement ring is very specific to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love it. And, like, that's just me. I don't know. You yeah. know? Be clear. Ask for what you want. That's the whole thing of this whole podcast yeah. is, like, ask for I what don't know. you want. I think that if you're someone—look, if you're someone that's specific and you have a specific thing in mind, like I did, tell them. Yeah. Because, once again, they're not going to be able to know. If you're someone that's, like, laid back and chill and you're on some, like, whatever he gets me is beautiful and perfect and, like, Whoa, that's I would fine. love to be that open. Right, but, like, I some people not. are like that. And if that's your thing— Cool, then like don't say anything. But I don't know. I think if if you have something in mind, 100% tell them because then, like, they're probably this is probably going to be the biggest expense Mm -hmm. to date unless they like own a home or a car. But like, this is a really expensive, this is a really big investment. It's a even if it's not that expensive, it's a really big emotional investment. Totally. So, like, it really doesn't even matter how much the ring costs, it's just symbolic. And I think that you want that symbol to be something that you feel happy and proud to wear you yeah. don't want to get it and be like what the fuck is this you yeah. know oh man yeah it's, can you imagine i mean yes i ah! have that people i know people that that's happened to it sucks oh my god okay we only have two more do you have a tip on breaking habits oh um yeah <laughs> yeah but i won't tell I mean, you i have a lot of bad habits like <laughs> let's go through the list i mean i'm probably my Baddest habit is procrastination. Ooh, mm-hmm. Um, and I constantly just need to remind myself how bad I feel when I procrastinate. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I need to not procrastinate to, like, you know, feel better. That's a good tip of, um, like, thinking of your future emotions and know how it icky it Yeah, feels. a lot of my bad habits are emotional. Mm-hmm. I can be really mean to my, I have a habit of being really mean to myself. Same. And talking down to myself. Mm-hmm. 
And again, it's about being like, this kind of talk doesn't benefit me. This is not manifesting positivity into my life. Sure. And this is ultimately not healthy for me. Um, in terms of like habits like biting your nails and like smoking cigarettes and things like that, like I smoked cigarettes for a long time. They're disgusting. Mm -hmm. Just like fucking quit. Yeah. They're gross. They make you smell like shit. How did you quit? I, because I have lupus, I actually got on a medication that gave me, it not supposed to, it just yeah. happened to, gave me complete taste aversion. Ooh. Where suddenly I was completely grossed out by cigarettes. Yeah. It was like overnight. And also, I will say, I never think I was addicted to nicotine. I think I was, I had an oral fixation. Mm. Like I, like if I have a pack of gum, I'll chew it in a day. Like I have, a, I'm Whoa. very orally fixated. Like, you know, like I chew on straws. I'll yeah. chew an entire pack of gum. I'll, I, yeah, I just like I have oral fixation shit. So for me, like smoking cigarettes was much more of, I liked like inhaling and exhaling smoke way mm. more than I did the nicotine yeah, fix, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Something um, to do. <laughs> but now, but I'm very like anti-smoke. Yeah, totally. At, on any level. Like I don't fuck with vapes. I don't fuck with jewels. All that shit. I think it's so bad for you. So with smoking, just like get it together and like fucking figure out a way to quit. It's the hardest thing to quit, you yeah, know? I couldn't even imagine. I'm going to give a tip on forming habits. Mm -hmm. Healthy uh, habits. Forming healthy habits. Okay, so I was reading this book called Atomic Habits, and it was like little things that you can do to change your life into whatever you want it to be. I it love was, that. Yeah, it was great. So they were saying like create habit intention, and so you would take something that you already do like wake up mm -hmm. or brush your teeth, something that you do every single day, and then you would stack one new habit right after you do the habit. So I was like, I want to do more squats. So he says, the author says to pick what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and where you're going to do it. So you have like logistical mm -hmm. uh, kind of plans with yourself. So I said every day, when I after I wake up, I will do 20 squats while brushing my teeth. And so now I won't not do it like I right. the day I said that and it's such a small thing and the cool thing about like habit stacking have is, like, you been seeing ass gains not yet it's only been like two weeks mm, but still but I'm like good, I'm good for it and I, I was on vacation and I did them in the bathroom great like it's very cool so with habit stacking is like say that I wanted to do uh, 20 squats and then also like meditate for 10 minutes mm. I would go now that I know I will always do 20 squats while brushing my teeth after I do that, then I will meditate in the office. Like you got it's almost like clue, the right. game clue, but for like your mentality. I think the best thing for healthy habit forming too is like you're saying, you need to start small. Oh yeah, tiny. You can't, you know, I spend most of my day writing mm -hmm. and I can't, something I learned early on is like waking up and being like, I'm going to write 25 pages today and they're yeah. going to be amazing. It just doesn't work. And also being like, I'm going to sit down and write for six hours today. That doesn't work for me. So sure. for me, it's always been about like micro goals that I can set for myself that will then help me achieve like a bigger goal. You know, absolutely. So uh, I think yeah, it's about being sure. setting like um, attainable 
expectations for yourself. Yeah, because if you don't hit those goals and you feel stupid, and I hate that. Yeah, it's the same thing with like dieting. It's yeah. like when people are like, I'm not going to eat carbs, I'm not going to eat sugar, I'm not going to eat meat. It's yeah. like... All right, shrivel up. Yeah, well, it's just a it's lot of so change. Yeah, so quick. Okay, Greta, the last tip is actually one that you will leave for the next guest. Do you have a tip for the next guest that will be on the pod? What's the best tip you can give for being on this advice podcast? The best tip for being on this advice podcast? Yeah, for the next guest to come on. What should they be aware of? They should bring a can of beer. Nice! <laughs> okay. And shotgun with you. Oh, my God. Um, <gasps> and... What I don't know. This That's is such great. an easy podcast. I don't know people don't no, need no tips. That's perfect. I don't know why I just said don't need no tips. Don't need no tips. Where are you from of the East Coast? I'm from Washington, D.C. Wow, cool. Yes. I've been there one time. Yes. Don't remember a thing. On like a it school was trip? After I was, before I was seven. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want more Greta? They can follow me on Instagram at Gertie Bird and they can listen to my podcast yeah. uh, called The Worst and you should come on it sometime. So fun. I love talking about really bad parts of my life. Yes, me too. It's so fun. <laughs> One of my first things I asked people was like, what's your biggest flaw? And it's my favorite question. You never asked me that. What's your biggest flaw? Um, Probably how hard I am on myself. Same. Yeah. 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 Or like needing to be liked. And I don't know what that's I've like, about. I've like let go of that a bit more, but I do understand you yeah. on that. I I definitely still struggle with that 100%. <laughs> yeah. But I think my biggest, my bigger struggle is me just like liking myself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I, I love my, I love <laughs> myself, but like. No, I feel that on a very visceral you know? level. That was beautiful. If you have a sticky situation or burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com. Be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, living the age really does help. Um, and if you're in your Saturn return, it's going to get better, maybe. We hope. We hope. We haven't really finished our cycle. It will get better cycle. and it will only get worse when you get 60, when you become 60 years old. Then <laughs> it will all get bad again. We'll check back in when we're 60 and let yes. you know how it goes. <laughs> okay. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>